Buonasera a tutti. Good evening and welcome to the Italian Radio Hour. Io sono Viviana and I would like to welcome back our regular listeners and also welcome any new listeners. Also be sure to like us on Instagram and Facebook at the Italian Radio Hour and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch up on any past video interviews. Vorrei dare il benvenuto ai nostri ascoltatori da tutto il mondo. Grazie per essere con noi anche oggi mentre continuiamo il nostro viaggio per l'Italia e la cultura italiana. Today's conversation is going to be very exciting because we have uh, three pillars of uh, um, the discovery, the conversations about the contemporary theater by Italians of African descent. And I'm actually joined by Nalini Vidula Mutusami, a playwright who will in New York um, uh, see the reading of her play Foreigner's Smile. Margherita Laira, uh, who is the translator and senior lecturer in drama and theater at the University of Kent in Canterbury, and our friend Laura Caparrotti, uh, who is the founder of Cairo's Italy Theater. And uh, I welcome all of you and Laura back. But before we, get, <laughs> before we get into our topic, today's conversation, una piccola pubblicità. Parli italiano? Do you want to learn, improve, or master your Italian? Istituto Mondo Italiano can help. Located in the heart of Region Square, Mondo Italiano offers small group classes and one-on-one -on -one private tutoring, in person or online, to help you learn Italian in no time. Visit us online at www.istitutomondoitaliano.org. Benvenute, welcome everyone. How are you today? Thank you. So oh, it is a, a very unique opportunity to actually have uh, the playwright, uh, the, the translator, uh, also uh, Laura, who is also been the, the facilitator in my to go to person for anything that is related to, um, to theater. And, uh, and also the topic, the topic of uh, discovering contemporary theater by Italians of African descent. And uh, we will be diving in into this, uh, this conversation with all the different sfumature, nuances and richness of uh, these, uh, um, let's say, genre, um, if we can uh, use that word. But let's, to, uh, let's get to know our guests a little better. And uh, if you don't mind, I would like to start with uh, Nalini. Benvenuta. Uh, Thank you very first much. Time in, uh, first time here in the US or you have been traveling quite a bit? No, it's my first time in the US and I'm very excited <laughs> to discover <laughs> New York. <laughs> Uh, so you have a very interesting story because uh, um, you're uh, you're originally from the uh, Mauritius Island, yeah, and uh, and then I believe you um, you moved to Italy at a very young age. I think it was uh, because of your father's. Uh, I was ten, yeah, when I moved in Italy at in Palermo. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we talk about your move to Italy. Tell us a little bit about what you were accustomed to, the flavors, the colors. Tell us a little bit about the culture that um, you you grew up in until uh, up to your move. Yeah, uh, in uh, Mauritius, uh, it's a particular situation because we have a crossed culture because uh, of uh, the history of the island. It was an inhabitant island before, and then uh, there was uh, the French who came in the island with, uh, and uh, they brought also the, the slaves at the, this period, uh, the African slaves also. And then after, uh, there was also the colonization by the uh, British, mm -hmm. and uh, they brought the 
Indian slaves <laughs> then after the abolition of the slaveries. But uh, anyway, it, the need uh, uh, helped uh, to cultivate uh, the sugar canes. So there was uh, the cohabitation uh, from uh, by the Africans, the Indians, and also there was uh, the Chinese and the, the Arabic people that came in the island uh, to, uh, for commerce. So we have this multicultural uh, situation, and uh, it's uh, really a, 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 a new situation. I mean, uh, actually, we have uh, sometimes when we talk about colonization, we thought uh, we thought that uh, it's uh, there is somebody who lived there, and we came there, and when then the, the the French or the British settled there and colonized the people. There were nobody in the island at the at the beginning, so uh, we uh, grew up together, and uh, now it's a before it was an independent island, and then uh, from the 1990 it became a republic. So now uh, I how can I say I grew up there uh, until uh, 10 years old. And uh, yeah, uh, with this con cultural contamination, I think if, uh, something from uh, French, uh, something from uh, English, uh, British, and uh, also uh, Indian culture, and also the Creole culture, the our culture, it's a, a mix of uh, all this uh, uh, population who came in in, uh, in, the, in the island of Mauritius. So yeah, we're full of colors, full of taste also, because uh, uh, from uh, a cook point of view, I mean, uh, when uh, we, we talk about uh, cooking, we all use uh, to mix uh, spices uh, and uh, from uh, different parts of the world. <laughs> uh, do you remember by chance the exact moment where your parents approached you and uh, told you that there was going to be this move and how you reacted to the news yeah i uh, i remember exactly the 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 moment because the first who moved was my mother not uh, my father because actually we think that uh, when uh, a family move it's uh, it's began from the father but actually it was uh, the contrary in the in the opposite in my situation my mother moved first uh, and uh, when she came uh, okay both tell us that uh, she were going to leave uh, uh, and uh, to go abroad in italy but actually at the, the in this period i really uh, did not know anything about Italy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was just... going to be my next question. What was your perception or knowledge at 10 about that? Yeah, uh... I knew uh, something about uh, France uh, and also about uh, the UK because uh, oh, uh, we actually uh, study a lot of uh, culture of uh, French and uh, uh, British culture. But uh, about Italy, I knew anything. <laughs> And the, uh, just uh, uh, the only thing I know that uh, it was uh, that my uh, uncle was settled there, and but nothing else. So my mother moved first, and then we didn't know at uh, actually that we uh, we were going to move after some months also. We thought mm -hmm. that uh, she was going there, uh, and she will come back 
at a certain moment. But then uh, after I finish uh, my six, uh, 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 it's a, uh, yeah. Uh, it's the, the, yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, the elementary school, uh, the first, uh, the primary school. Then my father told us, uh, me and my brother, that in uh, some days we are going to move also to go uh, to reach my mother. So uh, it was a surprise because he asked me if I want to stay with my grandma or if I want to go uh, in Italy. I had the, the possibility to choose because uh, after the element, the, the primary school, I need to go to the college. I, and I have I've done my exam at that moment, and I was uh, uh, it's a, it's it's a I don't know how to explain it, but in Mauritius there is this exams that uh, involve all. Uh, uh, the students of the primary school and we have a, a, a final list and from the your position in that list you can have a good college or, uh, and I, I i i had a really good college in this in this period so it was uh, i the, it's a tough choice yeah yeah and uh, then i thought that if i want to if i would stay i would stay alone with my grandmother and my father and my mother and my brother were abroad. So I decided to go in Italy with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously joining the family, but uh, you had to learn how to say goodbye at a very young age, um, probably to yes. your mother, your, your friends, or at least, you know, I'm sure some might have come to visit and travel, but that's usually, you know, when you're 10 years old, it's 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 a lot of emotions uh, to, uh, to deal with, and maybe at a later time, uh, we actually become aware of them. Yeah, so, I'm actually uh, uh, processing now. Still, <laughs> I'm still yeah, trying to uh, find uh, a reason to uh, to uh, understand my emotions. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. now and because uh, it's uh, from from the beginning, it was really hard to stay in Italy because we don't manage with the language, with the culture. So uh, it was a long process. Uh, also because we were staying in uh, Palermo and another uh, tough situation uh, because there was not so many uh, immigrants in this period, but it was in the 1990. And uh, so we were in also me and my brother, it's a strange situation because my father and my mother were regular uh, migrants, but me and my brother were irregular migrants. So <laughs> we uh, live. Uh, we lived uh, for about six or seven years, uh, like uh, illegal, in mm -hmm. uh, in Italy. So yeah, it was really really hard for us. Also, we would need always to be careful because uh, if we do something that is wrong, maybe they will uh, reject us, or I don't know what uh, what else. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, so uh, we will dive into that topic a little uh, uh, a little later. But uh, so we're going to fast forward to your studies and your uh, background, your PhD, and uh, your uh, and your passion. So tell us a little bit uh, the uh, sequence of these uh, these events and um, and uh, uh, that led you then to become the playwright uh, the playwright that you are. Yeah, it's a long story. Uh, 
because uh, <laughs> at the beginning I didn't uh, think that I can write mm -hmm. because you know uh, it's uh, the you when you manage the language you have you uh, you have self confidence in yourself so you can say okay I am going to write. Uh, but uh, for me, it was difficult because, uh, yeah, I was studying. I studied a lot. Uh, I ha had the first uh, uh, a, um, uh, at the university on a course on uh, language and literature, foreigners' literature. I studied uh, French and Eng uh, English. And then after I moved from Palermo to, uh, to Milan to do a PhD in French literature. So I began my, uh, after the PhD, I began to uh, teach in university, French culture, Francophone culture. And then after uh, I thought that there was something uh, not uh, uh, really, uh, how can I say? Uh, I don't feel that I was doing the right things. I think that there was so much inside of me even if I was trying to teach the other uh, something, but I think that there was something there that I need to express. So I began to write. At the beginning, uh, I tried to write uh, a, a, a prose romance, but uh, then after I discovered theater, and uh, I always, I, I, I have always been found of uh, theater. Uh, uh, I study, I watch, uh, uh, some, I go sometimes to the theater, but I don't, I never realized that I can also do theater because, uh, you know, it, the context, uh, the Italian context, it's really quite different from uh, the USA context. There are not so much uh, black people who uh, uh, get involved in this kind of, uh, how can I say, uh, in this... Uh, in, in the yeah. industry, whether it's also the film industry. I mean, we know the movement has been going on for, uh, I don't know how long Fred has been uh, the uh, flagship the, representing uh, the Black Italians and also the integration of certain professions and uh, including the film, the, uh, I don't want to call it film theater um, industry. Yeah, yeah, it's in the theater industry. But uh, then I uh, met uh, my, one friend of mine, and he uh, invited me to assist uh, to a rehearsal. And then after that, that moment, I it was a it's a particular rehearsal. I always uh, talk about this. It was a, a Roma uh, group of theater, uh, mm -hmm. who, uh, and so I thought if Roma people could can do theater, I can also do it. So mm -hmm. I began from then, but uh, actually uh, at the first moment, I don't uh, think that I can write for theater. I just uh, help uh, I uh, to do the rehearsal. And then uh, little by little, uh, I thought, okay, maybe I can try also to do something by myself. And then I wrote, I uh, also, did a lot of work uh, workshop uh, to have uh, and uh, to educate uh, myself to write for theater you know? mm -hmm. and then uh, after i began to write i uh, and and then uh, when i was writing at a certain moment i saw a, a 
how can I say um, the the call the call for uh, black uh, black uh, migrants uh, black uh, migrants who have a, a background migrants mm -hmm. uh, how oh sorry I <laughs> it was uh, la, the um, yeah it was a call that uh, we need to, uh, that uh, invited the, the black migrants of second generation or maybe of first generation to write uh, a play and then I participated to the, this call and I won the call actually with this uh, the, the play that we are going to uh, put on stage uh, on the, uh, on Friday. It's the uh, it's the Rizzo della Scimmia that uh, here we trans uh, Margarita translate in uh, the foreigner smile. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very fascinating. I have so many questions that I don't know where to go uh, next. But since you uh, mentioned uh, uh, Margarita, I'm going to let you, uh, Nalini, have a little break Thank you and, uh, uh, and uh, dive in into Margarita's background. Uh, Margarita, you have also been very instrumental in the um, proliferation and the translation of both from Italian to English and English uh, um, into Italian of plays and so forth. How did you um, how did you come across this uh, this project and uh, were you actively seeking a new project to 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 work on? Do you mean Nalini's play? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh um, well, I co-initiated the call. Uh, for playwrights with a migrant background, uh, writing in Italian, with uh, Fabula Mundi um, Playwriting Europe, which is a network of European um, uh, sort of theatre make theatre producers who are interested in playwriting, mm -hmm. um, and uh, with Pav, a production company based in Rome, uh, mm -hmm. we we have been working together for a while, and I told them. I don't understand why we don't have any playwrights, uh, mm -hmm. why your network does not extend to playwrights with a migrant background. I think this is something that you should really think about. We should really do something and see, let's, let's, uh, let's create a call. Um, and I collaborated with other uh, people I knew to um, phrase it in the correct way into uh, to try and make this into a worthwhile uh, opportunity. And, um, and then we received several texts and uh, so the people uh, um, from PAV, so Claudia uh, Di Giacomo, Eva, Valentina De Simone and I uh, were in the reading committee uh, and we read a lot of plays. And uh, when I read Nalini's play, I knew that this was the winning play. And um, when mm -hmm. so just how I came to translate it is that we after after that we uh, decided that um, we needed wanted to make this into an international opportunity for uh, playwrights and we got some funding to to translate it into English. Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit and, of uh, the and, um, Laura. Yeah, sorry, I have to say that Margarita also has a very uh, deep interest in this topic and in fact she also curated and produced we can say uh, or initiated the production of a series of videos that are uh, titled Perform in Italy and these are 
15 minutes of interviews of uh, uh, migrant artists and they're very interesting. Uh, we were planning to show one on uh, uh, yesterday, but uh, I don't know if we can do that uh, on Friday, but we'll, I will find a way to, to promote those uh, videos because they're very, very interesting and they have English subtitles so you, everyone can see it. Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. We'll add uh, we'll add also the link uh, to uh, for our uh, listeners. What are some of the talking about these conversations? What are some of the questions that you like to ask? Um, obviously, depending on uh, on the person you have in front of you, but uh, what are some of the themes and topics that you like to uh, get a little deeper in these conversations? Where. Uh... Well, during these these interviews uh, that uh, Laura was just mentioning, yeah. So for me, the purpose of the performing in Italy was to uh, platform the work of Italians of migrant background of global majority background, um, um, because I think there's quite a lot of ignorance um, mm -hmm. and and for lack of a better word, if not um, a lot of disinterest and uh, racism in the industry. Um, and I think uh, I'm, I met people who are excellent artists and writers and producers, and they do really amazing work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that their work needed to be seen more widely and mm -hmm. so we what the, the kind of questions we asked were uh, about the work that they do um what motivates them what are the things that they talk about what um what, the, what do they dream um uh, what are the some of the barriers that they face what um and what do they hope for italy in the future and, and mm -hmm. for italian theater um, and I think this was for me important for um, to to get them to talk about what they do, talk about uh, what they hope uh, might change in the future. Mm -hmm. And you did two series, right? We did two series sponsored by the Italian Cultural Institute in London, and also um, co-produced uh, and co-curated with um, Souk Festival in in Genoa, and mm -hmm. um, which is uh, can. Uh because no one knows about Souk Festival. It's, yes, a, it's, festival. it's, it's a festival of uh, intercultural uh, theatre and encounters, uh, focuses on migration. And uh, I thought they were the, the best partner to, to work because they have a network of a lot of, um, of these artists uh, that we interviewed. Mm -hmm. And also uh, the main producer um, who works with, um, with the artistic director, um, uh, Carla Perolero is Alberto Lasso. Alberto Lasso is um, a fantastic um, theatre producer and director um, and budding writer, I know. Uh, and he uh, is part of the community. So he's um, is, uh, from South America, uh, from Central America, in fact, from Panama. And, and um, his parents um, came to Italy when he when he was young so he also has a has a story to tell and i i really wanted to co-curate with 
um, someone who is part of uh, the community uh, we want to talk about. <laughs> Uh, because you're dealing indeed with uh, uh, playwrights, um, they are coming from different countries. What is your approach and research? Um, maybe in this case, you can talk about uh, Nalini's work um, to really understand not just the words, but probably what is not said in the words, her cultural background, her experience, her flavors, her sounds. And again, it might not be in the words of the play, but even the title. Um, if we can also give a little synopsis, a little bit about what the play is about and how you went from the Italian title, which uh, in, to the English one. Um, so, uh, Margarita, I would like you to elaborate on your on your process, and then, of course, uh, Nalini, feel free to. Um, contribute as well because I'm sure, yeah, sure. Um, it was a symbiosis I mean it has to kind of go hand in hand one cannot do the work without uh, the other absolutely yeah um okay so I'll try and characterize uh Nalini's um play and tell you uh what what it's about for me what it's about is a multicultural family a multilingual family living in Italy. And for me, that was incredibly interesting and something that I had never seen or heard or read in Italian in the theater form before. So for me, it was an absolute first. And um, I'm not saying there are no other works, that there must be, but it, it was... Um, yeah, the first time this kind of um, uh, milieu uh, had been represented in, in theatre form in such a compelling way, because mm -hmm. Nalini is an excellent writer. And one of the things I love about her work is that she has a sense of dialogue and a sense of uh, rhythm and um, and um, comic sort of it, um, wit. And so it's funny. It becomes funny and you laugh. Uh, with the characters um, and so I thought whilst it was obviously dealing with incredibly uh, serious and important uh, themes and it has the sense of bitterness that it was also quite joyful and colorful as as Nalini said and uh, about Mauritius and it's it's um, it shines a light on um, a, a, a section of society that doesn't make it on stage in, in Italy and yeah and I thought that was uh fantastic and I what I personally I really love the fact that the play is multilingual for me it's true to the characters like as it is as a multilingual play and I'm particularly interested in multilingualism and and, and, and in theater that sort of uses multilingualism and I thought uh, for Malini, Malini, this was effortless. It came across uh, in her play, and it the whole the whole play is about misunderstandings, mispronunciations. It is about getting the grammar wrong, understanding the wrong thing, not being able to say what you mean, not being able to say in the correct way, being understood and judged for not saying the right thing 
and uh, and not being given opportunities on the on that basis. Um, but it's also about the relationship between the mother and father and their son and the, the different stages they're at in their integration uh, uh, within society, uh, in, in, within Italy. Um, so the son goes to university, is studying for a Roman history exam, uh, speaks perfect Italian, whereas the the parents um, the parents um, don't speak uh, very good Italian. They they um, they even though they have been working there for seventeen years, uh, and they are mm, judged for that not only by Italians but also by the the son himself, who's that sort of in uh, internalized uh, some of the mechanisms of racist um, society that, that that Italy um, sometimes can be. Okay, so before we go into, uh, Nelini, would you like to uh, uh, add something? Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, sure. Just, I, I want just to uh, say just two, two little words that for me, it was a way of uh, representing a invisible world to most, but that it exists. Uh, the difficulties of migrants, not only in uh, inside the society they lived, but also inside their family, mm -hmm. the family situation. Because sometimes we can, uh, there are lots of articles or that focus on uh, the difficulties of migrants inside society, but not inside their own family. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really interesting to focus on this uh, on these topics because I think that uh, sometimes it's really hard for parents and also for their, their children to uh, really have a dialogue between them. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, the the children when they come uh, the, that the, that how we call them the second generation. Mm -hmm. uh go uh really far from their family and the family also the, their parents also uh feel that they uh, they are like uh childless i mean mm -hmm. the the sons of their their daughters and uh, there is a lot of uh solitude mm -hmm. yeah a lot of solitude everybody feel that and uh can't confess sometime, yeah. Um, I think it's also, the, this must have been a pretty cathartic uh, um, experience for you because, uh, you know, you just like nail the, the issue. Uh, first of all, there might be also cultural differences where um, in certain cultures, there might not be that open dialogue between the generations. So people really encapsulate all these emotions and keep them inside. So they have to deal with the adjustment, they have to deal with leaving people behind, they have to live with their own emotions and trying to make a better life for the children. Uh, and Again, it depends on the culture. Some people are very open about their emotions or they're trying to keep it just to protect it, just kind of. Um, then there are also the people left behind who, when we are here, um, you know, we live our life, we uh, go after our uh, dreams and um, 
but there are people um, that suffer, the, the ones that are left uh, left behind, that we don't get to see that that pain, even if there is that daily call, weekly call, but there is still something um, missing for them. And then there is the third, um, the, the, the younger ones, the younger generation, where um, they have some roots in their country of birth, um, but they're a little more malleable because they have been moved at a young age. So maybe they'll pick up and become fluent, but they still feel maybe outsiders. Um, they, um, you know, and uh, it's a lot to deal with. It is indeed um, um, a lot of um, a lot of emotions and uh, uh, being able to um, vocalize all these the different dimensions. Uh, Nalini, it's a it's a true it's a true art. And someone that has gone through that process can definitely talk about it in a authentic way. Uh, not something that people think that they know what it's all about. Unless you leave those experiences, um, you know, uh, the authenticity uh, definitely comes through. I wish I could be, I wish I could be there uh, in a couple of days because I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. I have more questions. Laura, you are all next, uh, but I do have a couple of messages from our sponsors first. Applying for Italian citizenship? Need a documents translation? Istituto Mundo Italiano provides certified translations and assistance services. Be sure to visit us at uh, istitutomondoitaliano.org and schedule your free consultation. Un caffè per favore. My first cup of coffee sets the tone for my entire day and I get my coffee at La Prima Espresso. La Prima has been brewing Pittsburgh's best coffee for nearly 35 years. Try any of their in-house roasted varieties of beans from all over the world at home, or come and enjoy an espresso or a cappuccino at any of their locations where their friendly baristas and familiar faces will make you feel at home. Visit laprima.com to get La Prima Espresso coffee at your door. Allora, Laura, you're, you're, you're the catalyst. You're of uh, so much around you. First of all, congratulations because uh, Caro has uh, this year is leaving a big milestone, right? <laughs> well, uh, always. Well, yeah, we are twenty-four. It yes, a and big the, milestone, yeah. Yes, okay. and also the 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 documentary that we talked about when you first came onto the product uh, on uh, to the program is uh, having a great success, and you were also yeah. touring Italy uh, with yeah. uh, with it. Is Actually, that I just got news that we will. We may do it uh, in June, I believe, at the historical archive in, in Napoli. So we'll see. We'll see. Yes, it's, it's, it's going around. I'm waiting to hear. Uh, it may be in a platform. So I'm waiting to hear to give the news so, so everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. And they don't have just to come to the screening, but everyone can see it. Is, uh, it is different. There is so much history in there, and uh, it is so well done. So, uh, I'll, I'll be, we should, we should uh, make a date for uh, to come to, to you. To Pittsburgh, absolutely, together. absolutely. So let's connect it to uh, the, the, your, your interaction. You're getting to know uh, Margherita. And uh, Nalini, so what? How did this uh, collaboration uh, started? Well, uh, first of all, uh, my mission is really about uh, making Italian theater known uh, abroad, uh, but also really make connections. Um, 
I don't I don't believe just in making you know you you do a play, but you you have the people connecting. So I'm always looking for events where I can have people from different places in in the world to come together and talk. And this has really been an amazing experience. I met Margarita one year ago in London. Uh, we were doing a co-production, and I was there for the co-production at the Vault Festival, and um, and I met Margarita. Margarita mentioned this play, and I was like, oh, finally, I, ha I have something to do for Black History Month. So I went back to Casa Italiana. I told them, of course, they always, they are very supportive. And also, during the pandemic, they started this series, Black Italia, with the Italian department mm -hmm. at NYU. And so we didn't know at the time that Black Italia was coming back. But we knew that we were going to do this event one way or another. So we started, we planned. We planned it and in December, I believe, we heard that also, so Casa Italiana, even if it's at NYU and is part, I mean, the building is part of the Italian department, we didn't know until December that Black Italia was coming back. We discovered it was coming back. We talked with the organizers with Eugenio Refini, who is the director of the department. And we did it. Uh, now it's part of the, the conversation. It's part of this big series that goes from January to April. And, um, and what is most interesting, and I think it's also for Margarita Nalini, is that uh, I found Yesterday, the, 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 the event that was canceled that we will do in 45 minutes in, uh, in fr on Friday is more to give the audience an overview of what is happening right now in, in Italy, because no one knows. Uh, all the emails that I'm getting uh, or messages that I'm getting is, uh, wow, so interesting, <laughs> because what has been done until now in the academic world, as you know, is a lot of literature and cinema. No one knows that there is theater happening and there is a, a good theater and there is a new wave, which is very important to me. So, but I think that to, to me, really, the most interesting part was when we uh, gathered with the director of the reading, which is a fantastic director of Philip Christian Smith. And so I approached different people to, to do the, the, to direct the, the play and then a friend of mine, Tess Hosam, who is a fantastic artist, gave me the name of Philip. And I gave the script and he said, well, you know, there are some words that I cannot, uh, uh, I cannot face. It's like, I cannot do this reading if these words are in the play. So I spoke mm -hmm. with Nalini and Nalini was like, I, I'm, I can change words and there's no problem. But this started a conversation about language. And the fact that in Italy, certain words are accepted. In England, certain words are less accepted. Here, certain words are really not accepted. So, and to me, really to Laura, the most interesting part was seeing them talking about how the English was going to be, what words and what is, uh, what is considered racist or uh, unacceptable. And it's so interesting that this conversation started. And I think one of the things besides discovering this new wave, discovering these new playwrights and cinema, literature, is also very interesting and very, to me, necessary to 
focus on the language because the language is also bringing a lot of questions and a lot of and the language needs answers need you know it makes you facing certain issues that usually we don't face so it was very interesting and actually if you want to say something about it it will be uh, very good i think to to make the audience understanding what happened <laughs> Nalini, do you want to? Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, it's quite simple for me. Uh, there are some words that uh, are really hard in the text, in the Italian version. And uh, when we translate it, uh, actually, uh, with Margherita also, we uh, thought about these words, but there were some that uh, Margherita, Margherita underlines. And then we decided to change it because for the British um, audience, uh, because it will be so hard for their sensitivity. And then I thought it was okay with the text, but when we uh, began to uh, talk with Philip, he actually uh, underlines another, all the words that are hard for uh, uh, American uh, context, American context. So I think that it's uh, it, it's depend on the context. I mean, the same words in Italy not only are tolerated, but also are, are the expressions of uh, the racism and uh, also the way that I mean, uh, when my uh, the, we are already staged this uh, play in Italy and there are a lot of audience uh, uh, black audience I mean that came uh, and say oh thank you very much it was really uh, I thank you because I, I haven't never saw something like this on stage but also I feel the same way the uh, the, 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 the the characters feel in the in the play and they were not concerned by the language. I mean, they, they feel, uh, because this kind of language is used in the Italian context. But then when we confront, uh, we have this uh, conversation with Philip, Philip says, no, here we can't use this, uh, uh, these words, these expressions, because we have already done an, another step forward. Mm -hmm. From uh, we left this uh, kind of expression behind us, so I thought I think then that it depends really on the context. Maybe in Italy we are doing the some uh, we are acting like uh, we were 20, 30 years before in America. I mean, I I think that there is this uh, different context, different history. Migration in Italy is a recent history, not like in America, of course. So uh, we have another kind of sensitivity. And maybe for us, it's really important to talk about these things, to reveal this all these uh, topics uh, on stage. And then maybe in the future, we will develop uh, this kind of sensitivity, sensitivity uh, towards words, I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, it's my uh, my thought in this uh, situation. Maybe no, I a, it's a it's a great conversation to have because I was following a, a panel uh, of the people that got involved into translating into Italian August Wilson's play Jitney, 
And uh, so the same thing, the same challenges of the lack of words, but uh, or um, you know tr how to transport the same sentiments in. Um, Again, do you want to do it in the authentic way and the harsh way that there was those words were, were pronounced, or again have we moved forward? That we it's it, it's it's a conversation to be have. Again, it goes back to the authenticity uh, level, and who might I don't want to say who might have the final world uh, word, but uh, is definitely who has been there in the front. Um, that but, might, in my opinion, might be Viviana, there was an interesting point that uh, uh, there was a, no, a word, the famous N-word, mm -hmm. which Philip proposed for us, uh, the, uh, the the word for, for uh, the substitute for another word in the mm -hmm. play. And he said, you know, we will use the N-word. And I think the three of us said, Oh, but the N word is, is too strong <laughs> because for us it was better the other word which I don't remember which was which one was it it was less strong than, than the other word for mm -hmm. Philip and the cast was the N word was more appropriate and we will never do that and uh, we both we the three of us I think. I think also you, Margarita. But I remember Nalina and I say, but that is too much. We cannot do it. So, you know, and instead, yes, you could do it because it's more used and it's somehow more accepted into the, the contest instead of a word which I don't remember. Maybe we don't say, uh, hmm. but I really don't remember. Uh, so it was also interesting that, that there are some words that for us, Oh, and then it's it was accept it was good for to translate a certain kind of feeling. Let's put it mm -hmm. this way. Margarita, you want to add something because you were also involved, and all you did the the British and the, and now you know you work on the American. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it, it all again just depends on the context, and um, it was important that we did the, we had these conversations with Philip, and uh, and it was um, great to kind of work together. We we've done some dramaturgical work together with Nalini and with um, with Philip, and we found solutions. That's that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. We found solutions that were successful, that were, um, that uh, didn't hurt sensitivities and that mm -hmm. uh, contain, you know, uh, managed to get the message across in the same way. Um, and I think this is the positive way forward to just talk about issues and resolve them mm -hmm. and respect differences. Um, I just, I just think uh, Italy is a extremely different context. Uh, in Italy, there isn't very little uh, discussion about um, racism, very little discussion about colonialism, uh, very little, very little discussion about what needs to be done to include um, differences, to respect differences, to to become a, like a twenty first century society. Um, so I think this play, it is, 
this play, whilst it has resonances across the world, it really is a play that needs to be done in Italy, in mm -hmm. its original form, how Nalini wanted to do. This is a play for Italians, for mm -hmm. Italians of any background. It speaks differently to everybody, but it, it has to be seen by Italians who live in Italy uh, because it is written by someone who lives in Italy and works in Italy and speaks about and it has the potential to move the conversations forward in Italy. Mm -hmm. Here, it is conversations that have already been had, so people react to it differently. So that's my mm -hmm. that's my take on it. I think yeah. it, that's the beauty of translating a text. And, uh, yeah, it's also not to turn into a society that has migrated to other countries, and uh, we end up doing what it was done to us uh and uh so we should know first you know we should be a and, little and, more and uh I th the the for me to do the plays i remember years ago doing many years ago during in in china the italian theater festival we do we wrote this uh performance on bullying via internet uh in for students for young people and i remember the the reaction of some young students was Oh, so you have the same issue in Italy. And that is, is interesting. Since then, I keep saying one of the reasons I want to show Italian, good Italian theater is because uh, in America, it feels like, you know, there is America. After mm -hmm. the pandemic, now they discover that there is the world, that there is America. And so to show also that there are issues that are similar in other countries, I think it, it, it wides the mind and makes feeling that it's not only, there's not only America, but there are th these issues. As Navina said, we are years behind, but these issues are still there. And as you said, Viviana, is we deal with our own uh, immigrants, even if they are like three generations ago, that went through this is the same thing, and then you know they, and now the parents, the the grandparents are against the immigration. Some of them, not all of them, but you know there is this wave of the old immigrants being against the new immigrants. So I think it's a necessary conversation, and I am so happy that we are doing this and I my goal is to keep doing it uh, in the you know every year to keep talking about it to mm -hmm. keep bringing um, new plays because I'm sure there will be more there will be now mm -hmm. we know we started can I ask a question or you have to no I want to ask uh, a question to Nalini how did it go you just did it in Italy right Nalini froze. <laughs> yes, well, uh, Nalini froze in a very nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know Margarita? How did it go? The the the. I think it went uh well. They they were touring uh various little theaters and festivals in Milan and just in the um the areas of, uh close to Milan, and um they had uh quite a good turnout and. Uh, they found um, they found an audience, which is uh, amazing. 
and mm -hmm. great. And I think for me, um, what's really fascinating is that Nalini, since uh, winning this score with this play, has written many other plays, mm -hmm. and she's she's got a lot of a lot of ideas and a lot of stories to tell. And she also was uh, shortlisted for the prestigious Riccione Award uh, mm -hmm. this year, um, which is a, a theater, a very important theater award in Italy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's for, for playwriting. And only for playwriting, right? Only for play, yeah. plays that have not been staged before. And so it is the most prestigious playwriting award in Italy. So now that she has been uh, hopefully her name has widely uh, been uh, acknowledged um, so I look forward to seeing her work uh, mm -hmm. tour uh, more prestigious venues as well and while we're waiting Alini is, uh, is trying to reconnect because mm -hmm. the line uh, can you just uh, uh, tell the audience what what other um, playwrights there are there are other playwrights there are new playwrights also as well uh yeah that are that are represented on stage not only that are writing um to be honest uh that that i can think of that i yeah there are uh writers who for instance uh abdullah Yaba, collaborates with da uh, dario villa um and they have written a show uh together um and um, I think uh, that's a really interesting collaboration. Talks about migration again, and they have uh, they're touring little venues as well with, with this show. Um, it's a one man show, right? I think it's I know it's a couple of oh, people. Okay. Um, and then um, there are not necessarily black playwrights, but um, that have have been staged, uh, but you know various other migrant uh, sort of um, global majority heritage uh, from mm -hmm. China to South America to um, Libya um, to many other uh, countries. Um, so there are lots of, um, let's say, non-white playwrights that are just staging their work with their own companies. Um, but, uh, and then there is obviously Uba Christina Alifara, who is uh, a novelist. Um, she also writes for the stage. Um, uh, her work for the stage hasn't necessarily been um, staged in Italy a lot, uh, but she has written for the stage and she is also collaborating with on, on opera librettos. Um, and she has a pipeline of work in the theater. She's very interested in the theater, but um, to, she often, you know, uh, is, is more well known for her novels. Um, and actually she's translated into English as well. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, and but she doesn't live in Italy, she lives in no. Brussels. Um, and in terms of black theatre makers, there's quite a lot of people who are actors and performers because that's, I guess, my reflections on, on this, on why the, the theatre uh, is... Uh, so exclusive is that, that it um, it requires a lot of networks. It requires a lot of uh, validation from many, many different people. So whilst, for instance, in literature, in music, in um, sports, um, 
and in other fields of culture, quite there's quite a few Black Italians that are, you know, well known, well respected. Um, even though, of course, they face a lot of barriers, uh, and I don't want to diminish them. Um, in the theatre, it seems like it's the most backwards of all art forms, and the most uh, exclusive and um, uh, less interested in, in diversity. Um, but I think uh, so. I think there's quite a lot of actors and um, that are coming through, and but it's difficult for playwrights because the playwrights in Italy is a very risky um, profession where writers have to take on a lot of risk and a lot, a lot of time that is unfunded. So they're not paid to write. The, the, Italy doesn't have a, a history or a tradition of commissioning texts. So, so you kind of like, okay, a theater says, okay, I'll pay you to do your job. So whilst you write your play, you'll have enough money to pay for your bills and food. This doesn't work like that in Italy. You you have to take you have to self fund your writing and then try and sell it to, to people, and mm. that that's just so exclusive because of course you have funds for yourself. So that's that's I think that's one of the reasons why there are fewer playwrights than than actors. Uh, but I'm sure um, there's quite a lot of people who would like to be uh, to have this opportunity. And that's why it's such an exclusive kind of world. Um, well, um, I'm conscious of our time and I do have one last question for uh, Nalini, but yeah. I'm going to ask it to you in uh, with a poem. The poem is entitled 21st of, uh, um, I think, July 1945, and it goes this way in English. The most beautiful sea hasn't been crossed yet. The most beautiful child hasn't grown up yet. Our most beautiful days we haven't seen yet. And the most beautiful words I wanted to tell you, I haven't said yet. I think this poem resonates something with, uh, with you, uh, Nalini. Um, it is from uh, Nazin Hikmek. I know, I know, I really. <laughs> and uh, it seems uh, that uh, uh, it's kind of your model for moving forward, yeah. that the, the your better work is still yet to come. I mean, it's yeah, great work. Actually, <laughs> I think that uh, it's a journey for me through languages, uh, through words, uh, I like to play with languages, with words. As an artist, I don't like uh, censorship. I think that there are words that hurt, but also I think that uh, I want to find a way, a structure, a strategy to depower these words. So I think that uh, there is a lot of things that I can create uh, and uh, the best uh, uh, always for me the the I have the energy to create if I think that I have a lot of things uh, uh, to to tell to uh, if I think that my best uh, part have already been done I will never write again so for me it's kind of a projection for. Uh, I want to see, to make experience that can change my mind, make me change my mind, but also make me change the way of writing, the way of uh, 
uh, watching uh, the, this uh, the scenario uh, in front of me and maybe have uh, I can uh, giving me something new that can, I can discover not only uh, uh, in the world but inside myself. So for me, it's always a journey through languages, through my writing. And uh, yeah, this uh, poem is uh, like a, a, a light. That, uh, I light. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, our time together is up. Il Big Ben ha detto stop. It's time for us to say arrivederci e alla prossima. And we want to thank you for tuning in into the program. If you have any questions or comments, or if you have any topics you would like us to address, please contact us at the Italian Radio Hour at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Remember, if you or any of your family and friends have missed a prior episode or would like to listen to this episode again, subscribe to the Italian Radio Hour on YouTube or where you catch your favorite podcasts. I would like to thank my uh, guests, um, starting with um, uh, Nalini Vidula Mutusami, Margherita Laira, Laura Caparrotti, for having this wonderful conversation on discovering contemporary theater by Italians of African descent. I would like to thank also our sponsors, Istituto Mondo Italiano e La Prima Espresso. E until next time, alla prossima. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you.